calling all campers, Leslie Samuel here, your camp director, back again to get you pumped up for something awesome. It's that time again, it's time for Creator Camp 2024. We took everything you loved from last year and stepped it up a notch. Yet we're back and better and man oh man, we're excited to have you join us. Now you may be asking, what's in store for this year's Creator Camp? Well, let me paint a picture for you. Imagine an epic kickoff party where new friendships spark and old ones rekindle. Imagine rubbing shoulders with not just the awesome workshop leaders, but also the amazing Ecamm team. Imagine having interactive, hands-on sessions where industry leaders share insights in fields that you're passionate about. Well, you just imagine Creator Camp 2024. Reconnect with the Ecamm fam, and of course, meals and beverages are all a part of your journey with us. Expect exciting activities and local excursions. What is it gonna be this time? Wine tasting, scavenger hunt, an evening of stargazing? <laughs> I'm not telling, at least not yet. This year's Creator Camp isn't just an event, it's an adventure. The Ecamm fam is taking over Amesbury, Massachusetts again, and trust me, you wanna be right there in the middle of the magic. So pack up your essentials, your laptop, your camera, and of course your energy, and gear up for an unforgettable escapade at Creator Camp 2024. We can't wait to see all your smiling faces back together again. We'll see you at Creator Camp. Let's do this. Riders, welcome to this edition of The Flow. I am your community manager, Doc Rock from ECAB, along with my awesome co-host, Katie Fox. Yay, Katie Fox! <laughs> yes. Man, all right, let's get into this. I have an exciting bunch of stuff. We're going to ask each other questions this go-around. But are. I thought as we, are, this is episode 19, we're peeling into episode 20, but unfortunately for 20, I'm going to be on the road, so we're coming a little bit early with this idea. I kind of wanted to do a review of how is it this far like what did we learn in a our half year first? review <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> or it's gonna be almost 20 episodes in review because <laughs> you know everybody does it on like 20 25 these solid numbers yo we so gangster we're doing it on 19 <laughs> <laughs> we're feeling that good about ourselves so we're just gonna bring it in early oh it reminds me of that song uh his name paul hardcastle none of them 19 none of them <laughs> That's an old song. Never mind. Anyway, so I, I because you're starting, which is incredible, you were starting from like, hey, you know what? I don't know anything, but I kind of want to do this and I want to learn like in public. I think, first of all, fantastic mentality to have. Anybody that's worried about am I good enough or where, how do I look or how will I be perceived or whatever, it is absolutely okay to start with like, hey, we don't know what we're doing, but we're doing it anyway. I actually like the stories so from your perspective you know having not really done this type of stuff before what are some of your big takeaways like uh, let's do the one 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 and let's i don't know see if we can go through like four or five each <laughs> oh my goodness my biggest i think my biggest takeaway was how 
important and engaging having a really set format could be. It was both sort of my biggest takeaway, but also the thing that I didn't think that much about when we were starting. We're like, oh, okay, you know, I've consumed enough podcasts out there. I generally know, you know, what the format's going to be. It'll be, you know, we're a co-host format. We're going to have occasionally guests on, you know, we're going to go out to, you know, to all of the major platforms, one as big a reach as possible. But, you know, and I think this was, I think this was your idea. So credit to you. If not, it was, you know, certainly a conversation here with the team, but the idea of going out to YouTube, live streaming it, and then, you know, and then being sort of repurposing it as a, as an audio only podcast, I think has worked really, really well and has let us learn podcasting in different ways, in different platforms without needing to be constantly reinventing the wheel. So, you know, we, we do this once, but I'm, I feel like I've separately learned about YouTube and about the, you know, various podcast apps and about the podcast hosts and about all of it just by changing up our format and doing this kind of live studio audience uh, feel within the audio episode releasing the following week. So it's been really great. And something that I think I'm really the most proud of is that, you know, we, it feels like a lot, but we've made it sort of so streamlined that it isn't as complicated as it feels <laughs> as, as you would think it's going to be. Yes. Yes. I, I like the fact that you understand it as it felt like a lot, but when you actually get into it, not a lot. And I think this is what people do to themselves when it comes to new endeavors and new, especially new creative endeavors. They freak themselves out over the possibilities of what might come, but you don't know it. And once you do it, you're like, yeah, <laughs> that's not even that hard. When I look back at my journals and I see like what I was freaking out over six months prior, I often laugh to myself. I'm like, you donkey. And I think that's why I'm sort of semi-fearless now because I've had that experience no less than 10, 15 times where, you know, something that I was really, really tripped up over. And then now it's just very much standard. So it was walking and talking and cleaning yourself when you were young. And now you just do it all the time. Well, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> so, most yeah. of us, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at you, Paul Duncan. Um, oh, anyway, <laughs> I love the tease, Paul. So I think for me, I didn't realize it until we're doing this, but I've been doing a video first podcast since about 2008. Back in the day, we record them. We couldn't go live, you know, at that time, but we used to record them, throw them up on Vimeo. And then I would take the audio version and edit it and put it as is. The, the version that lived on Vimeo was relatively uncut, right? We would just put it there and let it go. When I would bring it down, put it on the audio platforms, we had to put in breaks and then put in the name of our site and the name of our, you know, at one point I was doing, working for a local like web magazine. You know, they used to get on a Sunday, that one little, it's called Parade, I believe, where I come from. It, it was, so it was sort of like a parade, but we were talking about tech. And yeah, so I just found that it's easier because like I can see you, you can see me, like it's so much easier to have a conversation when we can see each other. And I can understand like if I'm saying something that's causing you to deer the headlights, <laughs> you know, <laughs> if, if you're doing that and you know me because you talk to me every day, then the audience is probably having that same thing. So I better run that back. Right. So I think you're right about that. All right. One of the first things that I think this is something that I think we all know, but we got to remember to do it more often. And I think a big one for me is you got to get small to get big. And what do I mean by that? 
we record this show relatively basically. Um, there's no random crazy animations. There's no weird transitions. I know one of the most common features asked for an ECAM is transitions. And I'm not going to say you're wrong, but you're wrong. <laughs> like nobody cares. Nobody wants to see this. They're listening to you. They're deep involved in their thought. They're not going to give you extra points because of the transitions. In fact, when you're watching them happen on TV, in most cases, you don't even notice them unless they're way over the top. And most people don't have machine talent or budget to do the way over the top transition. Mm -hmm. Right. So when you're watching the show every weekend, you're not paying attention to the wipes and the dissolves or whatever you're into. Who murdered? What? Oh, no, nah, man. You know good well the husband did. The husband always did it. Oh, wait. He's innocent. He had an alibi. I'm like deep trying to figure out who did it. I'm not. I'm like, hey, did you notice that awesome transition? Karen be like, what's a transition? Yeah. I think the one the one exception to that, I would say, is is if you were doing, like, I think about, like, Jan, who does these really epic Zoom meetings and presentations and virtual events, that's where that stuff matters, where like you really need to stand out. You're trying to like do some kind of presentation in front of folks where you really need the the content to be a little bit more interesting and engaging because the crew that's watching is likely bored by, you know, the same content over and over from all these different people. That's where it's going to matter. But in a podcast situation, I think, yeah, I think you're completely, I think simple is even more important because because you have these two different, well, in our case, probably four different audiences. You have your live viewers, your replay viewers, your podcast listeners, and then probably like all of our blog readers <laughs> or, you know, readers down, down the road. So, right. So we need the content to shine way more than all the graphics. Um, so, yeah, I think that's hugely important. The number one way to make an engaging presentation, podcast, talk, speech, whatever, is the person in the shoes. <laughs> yeah. Just saying, like, study up, like, learn how to give presentations, take some improv classes, go see uh, Gary Ware or some of our improv. Yeah. I, I really think the host can do a lot, you know, for that. So, it, you know, pretty interesting. And I just think that keeping it simple has been amazing. And I've actually adopted that more to my own production is like, let me just keep it more simple and see what it goes. So lately I've been doing videos on my channel on YouTube with as little editing as possible, just cranking them out and saving my crazy editing skills and showing off for, the, for these Ecamm reels that we've been dropping. <laughs> They're a lot of fun. You know, I get to go in there and tweak out and do all myriad extra stuff because it's in the real and in the real situation. Yeah. You need to keep the attention. Yeah. It's a little bit different, but I want to give people permission to just start and don't feel you need something crazy. Just start simple. I mean, we're thinking of it like a plain pancakes before we get to the blueberry banana. Never mind. Stop talking about food. What's <laughs> <laughs> been another big one for you, Katie? What have you learned? I learned, I mean, kind of on that same note, I'm, I, I, and I love this expression that Marshall's, <laughs> Marshall says, but I tend to be the most about a lot of things. And so, you know, for, again, as we were thinking this show out, we were like, okay, you know, I really want it to be really impactful. We really want to reach the most amount of people. So I, we originally had this concept of, 
you know, we were going live to this audience. We have these replay videos. You're sending the audio through to captivate out to all of the various places where people are listening to the podcast. And the final step of that was, uh, was writing out blog posts and being able to embed the videos in. What I learned about that particular step is that that is the easiest one to drop off. And it's also probably not the most crucial thing. So when things get really, really busy, I've sort of given myself permission to be like, hey, you know what? It's all right if I don't get to these right away. If I bulk do them when I have a quieter week or I have a bit more time, it's okay because that stuff is the long, the longer term stuff where it's not super time sensitive. Not every single one needs to be made into a blog post. You know, maybe some of them make more sense as like as you know a, a PDF or maybe some of the interviews you really want to be able to just listen or to watch and it doesn't you know doesn't fit in as well. So I kind of think one of my big takeaways has just been just because you have this original plan and you need to do the most, it may not always make sense to to do it in the way that you originally thought. It's not that I don't think that there's value in creating written content. I absolutely do. I, I come from that background, but I think really being able to do it the correct way and and be okay with the fact that it may not be in the same timeline as initially planned has been um, good for me to, <laughs> to remind myself on a regular basis, but has been an important thing for me. Oh, very good. I like I like that. And well, one thing I can tell you, um, you can add the the SRT files and the transcripts later. So if something comes up and you just can't, you just can't. We can still post the episode without it. What's yeah. really cool about Captivate, and I'm assuming other platforms, I know Captivate, I know Podbean very well, both of them will do this. You can add the transcript and the SRT at any given time. It would just upload that, I mean, update that sucker on the fly. Yeah. It will reflect in people's apps after the fact. So yeah. it's completely fine. It's really good to do it because of the SEO and yeah. it is beneficial to people who need it. So yeah, yeah, I mean, at any given point, if something comes up, you know, you can always do that later. So yeah. uh, man, I appreciate that. That's a really good one. That one has been a little bit easier for me, I will say. So I am doing the, the transcripts and using those for, you know, closed captioning and sending those over for uh, show notes for the episode. I'm just not doing that added step of, breaking down that information into like a full blog post on our site. So sort of, I, I think looking at those two, I think you're right. Like the, those ones are, the transcripts are likely more important to me than the like more detailed kind of consumable blog posts that we can always go back and add later. Um, but you're right. Certainly we can add, add those in at a later point as well, which is good to know. <laughs> I'm not giving myself permission to do that quite yet. <laughs> Most of my time with that. <laughs> All right, so another really big one for me, and this is funny because I have been doing multiple person podcasts for a very long time, and it's different as like the the key host. And the most amazing thing, family, if you can pull it off, and I'm not, you don't have to, but if you can, having an amazing co host is a big help. It is Huge. very much help because i know that without katie sometimes i would probably go on these random tangents because i do my <laughs> brain works and <laughs> in a way it's a level of uh pacing and accountability and all of the above that that really helps and i i like to be able to vibe off of um you know katie's experience her expressions her like, okay, wait, run that again. You know, like uh, that, what you just said makes as much sense as if you said it to me in Japanese. Say it again, <laughs> right? Oh, okay. Okay. So like it is, it's been very helpful, but 
I realized it when you were gone and I had to, you know, find other people to fill in and things like that. It's they're fantastic, Jared. I'm not throwing you any shade, but because <laughs> I know Jared's in the chat. I know Jared's in the chat right now watching this live taping. By the way, you can see the live taping every Tuesday on YouTube at 12 p.m. Eastern. Um, yeah, it's it's different. And the episode with Jared was fantastic, but it's just a whole different vibe because you start to develop, wait for it, people, everybody drink. You start to develop a flow. <laughs> it might grab your beverage. I know. I'm sorry. But when you develop a flow, even though that flow is great it's different and it does kind of like you know throw your wheels a little bit but having a great co-host is amazing so mad props to you yeah same i uh i could not agree i could not agree more and there are definitely i i really like the vibe between the two of us because I come from this like very kind of by the book marketing background and you come from this radio TV background. And so everything that you know, I don't. And a lot of things that I know you don't, or we come at it from a different way or we've like self-taught the things that we weren't taught in school. Like, so it, I think it really balances nicely. Like it's been a great experience for me because this is a really safe space. So you said at the very beginning, you know, it was really kind of, brave or a good idea to sort of, you know, just go for it and fail publicly and fail for a bit until we got better, which is certainly easier to do when there is a safety net. And Doc's been a great safety net on this show where I know that if I say like, I learned this thing today and I say some like crazy thing, Doc could be like, sort of, but also <laughs> this thing over here that you actually <laughs> meant. And I like, I, I have that safety net of being able to bounce ideas off of you or you know, test things out or try or ask questions without feeling like that I'm just going to be giving bad advice or, you know, or feeling in the wrong way forward. Like there's that, that safety net to be able to help guide me <laughs> towards the right things from a podcasting standpoint. You just made me think of another one real quick. First of all, I almost lost it while you were talking because Jared wrote in the chat, careful now with your words. And that <laughs> We love you, Jared. <laughs> <We're> not- <laughs> you went to Jared. <laughs> the, the thing that I, I just thought of real quickly that at first when I when we did it, we we're putting together the plan, like how it's going to flow. And I normally don't like to have sort of preset questions, if you will, because I think it's more I hate this word organic if you kind of let it flow. Sorry, drink again. But <laughs> knowing that you're going to cover three salient points. Mm-hmm. Is such a relief because you can just know where to stop the conversation. <laughs> that way, the episodes don't become 7,900 minutes later. And if you need to do a part two, you can end that episode with, hey, guys, you know what? We got some more. We're going to come back with this next week. Or you can just leave it and then come back the next week and say, you know, we got such great feedback on the first show. Um, we're going to do a part two because it seems like there's some more stuff to talk about here. Let's go deeper into this. So I, I, at first, I would have my own self in my own podcast or whatever. I probably would have kicked and stream, screamed with that. But I think there's something dope about knowing what those questions are. Now, I don't really like that when it's in an interview format. I like those to be more organic. But this is us, you know, sort of talking to our people and with our people. And with that, having the Q&A at the end. Like for anybody who's like, I don't know if I want to do a video podcast. Matter of fact, I haven't watched it yet. Tom Buck just posted a video is doing a video 
podcast worth it and i haven't watched it yet and i hope he agrees with us uh, <laughs> we hope he said yes because we're calling him out yeah. nowadays it's not any more work than it used to be it really isn't i think it's easier because it definitely makes editing easy can you imagine Luis trying to edit without being able to see no. the part where we make funny faces <laughs> and, and, and do weird stuff i I was gonna say, i just think that the the what makes the video podcast the most impactful from me from like a selfish standpoint is that it gives me a level of accountability that I don't think exists elsewhere. Like if we were to say, okay, you know, we're just going to record this podcast and you know, we're going to, we're going to batch record it. I, I guarantee you that I would be like, you know, constantly scheduling it over, over it by accident or, you know, being like, oh, adding in more things, thinking that I could pull it off, you know, being in different locations where I just wouldn't, you know, normally do that if I was, if I was streaming, there there is an accountability to both video and certainly to live video where I know that I need to show up. And if I can't show up for whatever reason, that's okay. But I have to have a plan. Someone needs to show up. Like we need to have a you know a co-host for Doc. We need or you know we need to have an episode that makes sense for for a Doc to do by himself, and vice versa. Like we it there is a sort of a level of plan that's required. Versus if we were batching everything and we did them audio only. I think it would be easier to be like, you know, oh, like, you know, we have 11 episodes, you know, still batched out that we can roll out. And then, you know, when those, those will disappear fast. And all of a sudden, you know, if you're not sort of, you're, if you're not kind of up on that schedule, it's easy to bump those dates back and forth. I feel like it would be very easy to be like, oh shoot, I miscounted. And now we're, you know, now we need to panic and get through that. Or, you know, there's a lot, I think that can go wrong with it. And the consistency of showing up every single week for this, of knowing that it's at this specific time of just being like, no, sorry, I can't, like, I, I have to block this time off. And the time on either end of it is, has made it a lot easier to keep consistent and to build it into a routine than if it was a bit more ad hoc. One freaking hundred, right? Can you imagine running out of episodes while you're in the Maldives? You know, you're, you're sipping on Tom Collins. <laughs> oh, you know me. I'm always in the Maldives. <laughs> Maldives, you got your Tom Collins. You're like, oh, I don't have no episodes for today. That would be just like <laughs> random and weird. Okay, family, listen. This one is so powerful. I don't suggest you say these things to your boss, but you know me. I say what I want to say. Girl, you have never been so right. He talking about the consistency thing, and I definitely had this marked as one of my ones to talk about. The fact that we did one, two, three episodes on the road, mm -hmm. like in the tele, right? The live studio audience with Rich, which was just funny in and of itself. <laughs> um, the the setup and the teardown, bringing our own little stage with us to set up, right? Keeping it simple, doing it again, and like Cleveland, and then just the idea of knowing that you have something to do on this particular day and time at this particular day and time and being able to block around it. It mm -hmm. really will change your game. All of you solo podcasters out there, you have got to find a way to block that time and you record at a very specific time at yeah. a very specific date and whatever. So here's another reason why Tuesday morning at this particular time, my voice sounds like this. If I were to do it after my stream, my voice would sound different. If I was to do it at some different time after we've been, you know, for me, I'm just getting up. Katie has been dealing with the Ecamm universe. Luckily, 
she smiles at everything that goes on in the ecam universe i tend to use profanity <laughs> so coming in it after you know nothing is blown up or whatever like i'm all right let's go let's do this whatever and then after you get the email and be like what are you talking about you know like what you know oh my god so it's a, it's a whole different game and i just know that showing up on time on purpose and knowing that Elaine and Paul and the other Paul and the other other Paul and like Aubrey and Ashley and Andy, like I just know that they're sitting around waiting, waiting for us. And I, I think that's good because I, I don't want to let Gretchen down. First of all, she's like 6'2", right? <laughs> <laughs> and she's with bears. All right, I'm not messing with Gretchen. She's coming for us if we don't show up. Yeah, I I mean, maybe that works really well for uh, for other people. I'm, there are obviously there are lots of of people out there who can, you know, hold consistent to, you know, podcasting day and they, you know, and they do an amazing job with batch recording and with everything else. I'm by no means saying that if that's your thing and you can do that, great. But for me, <laughs> I just need, I am the kind of person that when things get really, really busy and I look down at my calendar and I have 55 things scheduled for the day, I start just bumping things. I'm like, can't, no, panicked, need to get through the things I need to get through. And I prioritize and it would just be a panic. Or if I showed up, you would hear sort of how overwhelmed I was. Whereas I feel like this allows me to give myself some space and it it keeps it really consistent. And there's a, a higher level of obligation. It's not just, you know, me getting it out for me, me getting it out for Ecamm, me getting it out so the doc wins. It's for everyone that's showing up live. That's that's made that time and blocked it out in their calendar. So, you know, what makes this so good. And I am going to put this in the podcast because it's important because our boss loves to ask me stuff whenever we're live or release versions of Ecamm. <laughs> <laughs> I just say, Hey, I know it's early in the morning for you, but can you message me when you get in? What do you mean when I get in? I'm in already. So we're live. <laughs> it never fails. Whenever I'm live, Glenn got something to say to me and he doesn't know it. And I think it's the best part. Like it's, it's almost a joke now. Paul cracks up. He's like, oh, Doc's live. That means we're getting a new version of Ecamm today. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah. Yeah, so every Tuesday <laughs> when Doc's live, a new version of Ecamm drops. Well, you know, it's cause funny because Apple does their updates almost always on Tuesday. So, yeah, it, it can almost be a thing when we're live. Like, and it's, and as a matter of fact, Glenn updated yesterday and I wasn't on anything and I was surprised. So, check your Ecamm app, people. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, one last one that I want to bring and this is huge to me. I, first of all, have to give a lot of props to the flow riders. Um, you guys are ride or die. You show up for everything. You always got great questions and things of that nature. And I think what I get from that is you have an advantage right now while you're still growing the podcast. Mm -hmm. See, everybody thinks, oh, I got to be this and I got to get this. And I got these lights and this camera and this action and, you know, all these other various things. But when you're starting at the beginning, you can totally flub and then reset and everybody would be with you. Right. Because you're small enough that you can make those mistakes. It's kind of like when a baby says something crazy, everybody just giggles and go, isn't that cute? If you say some of the same stuff a baby <laughs> says at a meeting with like 100 people, the CEO and the, the annual, what is it, the 10Q call? Uh, yeah, you might get fired. Right. So there is a certain advantage to be in the position of from the mouth of babes. This is when you can test. This is where you can try things, make adjustments, be flexible and mm -hmm. learn on the 
fly. Please do not miss the opportunity to do the things you can do when you're small and agile. Mm -hmm. Right. I, I really want that to stick as my final home run spot for me because I think there's so much value in it. And everybody who's at this point wants to be at this point. And it's it's not helpful to you. Like I said, if I brought Oprah to your channel tomorrow, do you have enough stuff to keep them excited? If not, they're going to talk spicy. We went over there. Number one, <laughs> you had no seasoning in her potato salad. Number two, she was out of potato salad in 15 minutes. Oh, you will be you will be all the talk, not in a good way. So take the advantage of being small. And little Wayne once said, real G's move in silence like lasagna. This is your time to be lasagna. <laughs> be the lasagna. <laughs> I think slow, sustained growth is always more important than the kind of crazy quick fame that, you know, that an Oprah visit would bring. I think if you haven't had that opportunity to slowly grow and build and test and figure out exactly who you want to be and what you want your show to be, getting that is just going to put you in a really bad position. That's like every child TV and movie star who like who became like Macaulay Culkin level famous and then just didn't know what the hell to do because they're not used to having a job and money and fans and the ability to do anything that they want. They haven't spent that time to build up a plan or figure out exactly who they are. And so I think, yeah, I think podcasting is the same. We need to all stop shooting for this endless um, gang of listeners and instead, you know, figure out what, what are those smaller, more attainable milestones that keep you moving forward and growing forward versus, you know, I want 1 million people listening to me tomorrow. <laughs> like, that may not make sense to you at all. That may not actually be what you want, just to be clear. True story. True story. You know, uh, I said that was the last one, but I do want to close with something that I think just we should reiterate as many times as possible. Fam, there's no money in podcasting. If you're getting into this to become rich, it's not going to work. Um, I'm friends with one of the biggest podcast networks in the planet, uh, Leo Laporte and the Twit Network. They started it kind of, sort of. There's about three or four networks that started at the same time, but shoot, you're not making a grip. Like Leo has probably 15, 16 different podcasts in order to be able to call it a living. So I know that everyone wants to grow fast because they think that's going to help them monetize and how am I going to get ads and things like that? And it's like, Oh no family. Like that's not a real thing. So you have to have a certain amount of love for this. We're lucky that we have a product that we, by doing this, we're hoping that you're going to continue to be lovers of Ecamm and then share with other people. Why we're such a fun community, mostly because of y'all let's be honest. Right. <laughs> um, you know, we all got some, some cool people like Josh Lowe slide in the back you know, things mm -hmm. like that. I'm going to hang out with other people like them and Elaine. The thing that you just need to know is this is a slog and a grind, but it's so worth it. You know, it's so, so worth it. Most people don't even understand that and they get into it. And that's where pod fade comes from. It comes from everybody assumes because of that guy that we won't mention his name with the experience, got this big check from Spotify. I almost said Speedify. <laughs> And uh, is the hey sponsor? Uh, and yeah, that's just <laughs> random. Like they just don't really happen. There is somewhat, uh, you know, conjoined twins. It's it's a very rarity, and when it happens, it's a news. I get it. So don't 
think that that's just going to like land in your lap. It definitely requires a lot of work and you will be hundreds of episodes in maybe before you start to get that, unless you start out with a friend or a restaurant or somebody that you know that can support you locally. I have done podcasts where I did ads for my, my lawyer and they were fine and, and, you know, looked out that way. But yeah, it's really, it's really about, just letting people see a different side of you and giving them a place to climb into your ecosystem. That's what it really is for. And if you get that around your head, you'll have so much more success. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, again, I just, I, I agree. I don't think that podcasting is ever going to be the space where you're it's, it is not your full-time job. It is, it is 0.001% of people have podcasting as their full-time job. It, it isn't. It's a mar- it's a marketing vehicle. It's a, you know, it's a growth opportunity. It's a community builder. You should have other things. You know, you, you should be using it to market your business. You should be using it to market yourself. You should be doing it for fun just because it's awesomely fun, but it's not going to be something that's going to make you an insane amount of money unless you, you know, you, Managed to be in that very small percentage. But even then, I feel like that very small percentage, that's not a long term thing. You know, those people were famous already or, you know, or had, you know, a big enough following that someone wanted to leverage that and throw that behind them. But it probably didn't come from the podcast itself. It came from the other things that those people were doing. So I just think it's important to to level set there. Um, And yeah, I think a hugely important. This was, hey, this was cool. It's a cool little wrap up. Normally, yeah. uh, we we save question and answer for the end after, but I can see this one out of my corner of the eye, and I think it's mm-hmm. a great. <laughs> see some good ones here. Yep. Josh says, if you're not making money from podcasting or even live streaming, then what's the value behind it? Um, I love this question, and my answer is pretty painful, but you know, I'm gonna go ahead and give it to you because it's the same answer that you would get from Gary V. Imagine asking your mom what the ROI on was you being born. It's about the same thing. Like you kind of just don't know. And I know that sounds harsh, but if you really think about it, you kind of don't know. But Josh's follow-up point is kind of sort of it. It is about brand strengthening. It is about sort of maintaining where you are, but letting people just see the side of you that makes them like you. Here's what all marketers forget. And I've been talking about this so much recently. And this is funny because we as an ECAM marketing department, we're kind of living it. You really are not out there to sell your stuff. You're out there to provide value and give people a chance to know the real you. We are very good at letting people see our influencers where they are, see us where they are, allow Ken and Glenn to come on and act the fool once a month and love it. Like there's not a lot of developers come out there and hang out with you guys every month and say, hey, these are great ideas. Let me go write these in the app real quick. We're showing that we are very open community and, you know, we are high, high context or high touch is the proper terminology. We're hands on way through. And so because there's no wall of perfection in front of us, I think that's one of the things that let people like us, right? First of all, who are you going to call at uh, the other product that begins with a O? You don't know a single one of them. You don't know who developed that. You don't, you don't know anyone who developed that. Now you got to go dig in the documentations and you can figure it out, but you guys know Kenny Glenn, Right. Because they come out there. So in a way, Josh, fantastic question, by the way. But it is about 
again, letting people see you, the real you, because people buy things from people they know and love. And we've mentioned this before. When I was in B school, the, the rule of thumb was it takes seven touch points before somebody buys something from you. Nowadays, it's 11 to 13 and they're higher touch points, right? They want to know Katie has chickens. Like everybody on the, everybody in the audience know Katie has chickens and that's part of the fun, right? Everybody on the audience knows that Katie probably has on some funny socks right now. It's, it's, I can put money on it. I don't even have to guess. <laughs> I can put money on the fact. They're Swedish. <laughs> yeah. See, he has on funny socks or that I'm going to say something stupid. Like it's a guarantee. So now people are sort of understanding that. And this is why you see it. So yes, it's really a chance for them to just get to know Josh and like, yeah, this guy is cool, man. I like what he's putting out. I kind of want to know more. And it's, it's funny, Josh, I can see your comment. I absolutely hate the word authentic, but I get it. Everybody understands it. Um, the only reason why I hate it, it's just funny to me. We're going we're gonna to release an episode on just words that Doc will, doesn't want to say in 2023. We'll just list them at the bottom and you can just look angry just as they fly by. It's only because to me, if you find yourself having to be authentic, then you're not actually being authentic because authenticity Fair. shouldn't require anything other than to just be. Fair. Very fair. Think it through. You'll catch it. You'll catch it. Yeah, that was it. All right. We we should wrap so we can do questions. Not to be that person, but I'm going to produce. <laughs> See, this is why you need to call people. See, even if it's just someone that's not on camera that can just mic in. And uh, remember, too old for you guys. There's these shows where the host is there and then there's the disembodied voice that comes over. And voice tells of God. <laughs> yeah. The, the voice of Katie comes through. All right, gang. This is Another episode of The Flow. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe. You can check us out at flow.ecamm.com. You can send us emails at yes. flow at ecamm.com. Just the at signs, the only difference. And of course, we have a thing where you can send us questions through email or you know through the, the uh, iTunes uh, review system, or you can just jump on Volley. You can go on Volley and ask a question, and we'll answer it or pretend to answer it and go get you an answer. One of those two. <laughs> It has been super fun, like engaging with you guys. You guys come up with some really incredible stuff and it really helps us shine. So I really appreciate you guys for that. And if you haven't done so already, by all means, drop a review for not only us, any podcast that you like, that is the currency of podcasters. Leaving reviews really does help. Uh, there's probably a million reasons why I never really looked into it because, you know, I just think it's kind of dope, right? I just think it's kind of dope. So the last thing I must tell you before we go is that this has been sponsored by Speedify. Speedify is amazing. We had the benefit of like a week ago or maybe two weeks ago, I was doing something with Luis and uh, Katie was gone. And because I had reinstalled my machine from blank, I hadn't installed Speedify yet, which was dumb. It should be on the top five things you install in your machine. And in the middle of doing the podcast, the internet went stupid. And Luis was like, man, your internet went stupid. I was like, yeah, I know Luis. And I was just like, whatever. At the end, when we were done, Luis says, hey, did you have Speedify on? And I was like, Reggie. 
<laughs> I knew it forgot something. Yep. Oh, Redefy? What's Redefy? Uh, yeah, so um, I didn't have it on, and it turned out if it wasn't for the fact that we also press record so that we have a local recording to which I can send through the interwebs to Luis so he can chop it up, we would have had a complete problem, probably had to scrap the episode and re-record it. And you don't want to have to do that because, well, you miss Josh's favorite word, authenticity. <laughs> you have to re-record it. Kind of already know what's in there. So, yes, people, install your Speedify. Uh, thank them for sponsoring this edition of The Flow. That's it. Calling all campers, Leslie Samuel here, your camp director, back again to get you pumped up for something awesome. It's that time again. It's time for Creator Camp 2024. We took everything you loved from last year and stepped it up a notch. Yet we're back and better and man oh man, we're excited to have you join us. Now you may be asking, what's in store for this year's Creator Camp? Well, let me paint a picture for you. Imagine an epic kickoff party where new friendships spark and old ones rekindle. Imagine rubbing shoulders with not just the awesome workshop leaders, but also the amazing Ecamm team. Imagine having interactive, hands-on sessions where industry leaders share insights in fields that you're passionate about. Well, you just imagine Creator Camp 2024. Reconnect with the Ecamm fam, and of course, meals and beverages are all a part of your journey with us. Expect exciting activities and local excursions. What is it gonna be this time? Wine tasting, scavenger hunt, an evening of stargazing? <laughs> I'm not telling, at least not yet. This year's Creator Camp isn't just an event, it's an adventure. The Ecamm fam is taking over Amesbury, Massachusetts again, and trust me, you wanna be right there in the middle of the magic. So pack up your essentials, your laptop, your camera, and of course your energy, and gear up for an unforgettable escapade at Creator Camp 2024. We can't wait to see all your smiling faces back together again. We'll see you at Creator Camp. Let's do this.